She has opened for Dion Cole and Dave Chappelle. And she apparently wrote a book called How to Be a Stalker. Please say hello to Erica Nicole Clark. Mm. I have a uh, famous father. And uh, most people don't know this, but my father is Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Most people think I'm lying when I say that, but I'm like, why would I pick him? Like, think about that. Like, I'm low-key mad that my mama picked him, you know what I mean? And like, like, I got a sister, she let him bust twice, like, that's crazy. But like, (laughs) this is before the A-team, there was no money involved, right? So, but it's like, people always want to know what it was like growing up with Mr. T as a dad. And like, the best example I can give you is that I started my period on July 4th. I was nine years old and I was in the house by myself with my father and my sister and my mother had gone to the grocery store. And I was like, daddy, my period started. And he was like, uh, sit on the toilet till your mama get back. Like what? (laughs) All all seven days? Are you for real? (laughs) Ladies, have you ever gone to a gay nightclub before? If you haven't gone, go tonight. Cause I went and these lesbians almost got me. Uh, they, they almost scooped me up. I was going, right? Cause the shit they say to me, like I'm there, I'm there, I'm supporting my friend. It's, a, it's like seven of us, right? And this girl came up to me and she was like, excuse me, I don't mean to be weird. I've been staring at you all night. I just want to let you know, you're the most beautiful thing that has walked through those doors. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, right? And then she was like, I just bought a house. I was like, okay, congratulations, right? She's like, if you came home with me, You wouldn't have to cook in that house. You wouldn't have to clean in that house. You would never pay a bill in that house. Actually, every night you stayed in that house, I would eat your pussy in gratitude. I was like, what? (laughs) Bitch, have you been reading my diary? Where the fuck did you come from? God damn, Jesus, thank you. You're an angel, right? The rest of the girls that was with us, right? Because it was like seven of us. The rest of the girls were like, okay, this place is boring. Ain't no straight men here. Let's go to the club. I was like, fuck the club. Let's stay here. These lesbians are passing out futures, okay? Ain't no nigga at the club gonna say no shit like that to us. Every woman in here knows that. We go out to the club, niggas don't say shit like that. They come up to you like, I got this dick. And somebody's Netflix password, you wanna... Fuck you and your dick, okay? That lesbian's tongue can change my credit score. What the fuck can your lousy ass dick do for me? Not a goddamn thing, right? But I did go to the club with my friends, right? It's been a long time, right? Because I'm always with guys. So it's been a long time since I hung out with like seven girls. And I don't even take seven girls. I just realized something. It takes two. If two or more women are hanging out, one of you is the hoe. Figure it out amongst yourselves. I've never performed here before, but one of you is the ho- You know who the hoe is because you thought about her when I said that shit. You know who. <laughs> it's her, right? You know who it is. Look in her purse. If she has a phone charger in her purse, she's a fucking whore. I know you are. Why's your phone always dying? Because you're all sucking dicks. It's cool, right? It's, it's fine. I like the hoe. The hoes are fun to hang out with. Like, the hoe always fucks somebody. You always get somebody, something for free with the hoe. Who I do mind 
if there are two or more women hanging out, one of you is the ugly one, right? Now, now, I'm not being mean. I'm not saying like her face is ugly, her body's ugly. I'm saying her soul is fucking ugly. Everybody knows that hating ass bitch who doesn't drink, who doesn't smoke weed, who doesn't suck dick, bitch hair up in a bun and shit. The one who got the morals in the group, like you can't fuck two niggas in one night. No, bitch, you can't fuck two niggas in one night. The fuck out of here. I'm in LA, bitch. I can do the fuck I want to do, right? <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't know who the ugly girl is in your group, like if she pretends to be cool, the ugly girl has to say this at some point in the night. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. The ugly bitch will say this. I was hanging out with my ugly friend. She's beautiful, but I was hanging out with her, right? And we went into a club in Chicago. This was like two years ago, and Joakim Noah was in there. If you don't know who Joakim Noah is, he was the center for the Chicago Bulls, right? So I went in there, I saw him, and immediately my pussy was like, trap this nigga, you know what I mean? <laughs> Put some holes in the condom, right? So, <laughs> so I go up to Joakim Noah, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan of yours, right? And he like, oh, you want to kick it tonight? I'm like, yeah, I want to kick it. So I go back to my ugly friend. I'm like, I'm about to leave with Joakim Noah. And what does the ugly bitch say in that situation? We came together, we leave together. Bitch, we took the fucking bus here. What the fuck is wrong with you? You hating ass ugly bitch, goddamn. All right, so I'm going to preface this story with telling you guys a little bit about myself. Um, did you guys grow up in the 80s, predominantly amount of you? Yes. So I have a famous, <laughs> or the 70s, um, I have a famous father. Uh, my father is Mr. T. Okay, yeah. Um, now, most people think I'm lying when I say that, but I'm like, why would I pick him? Um, that's... <laughs> That's so fucking random. Um, so, <laughs> but this is not a story about him and includes him, but it is about my mother. Um, so my mom and dad met in junior high and my mom has seven sisters. Actually, she has 10 if you count her stepsisters. And out of her seven sisters, all of them have masters and PhDs. They're all extremely intelligent. They all have degrees in mathematics or science. My mother is the only one who did not go to college. She got pregnant with my sister, and then she had me eight years later. So to make up for her fucking in high school, uh, me and my sister, <laughs> me and my sister were, we had to be her protégés. We were forced to be extremely intelligent. My sister is extremely intelligent when it comes to science, and I excel in math. Every day of my life after school, I had to take a math class. It was always like a math word mixed with an athletic word. It was like mathnasium, math Olympics, you know, like every single day of my life. Um, so then, so we, we lived on the south side of Chicago. We lived on 82nd and Racine. Yeah. Um, then the A-team took off and we got the fuck out of the south side, right? And... <laughs> And we moved to this suburb called Lake Forest, right? Yeah. Um, so if you're familiar with Lake Forest, you know that I was the only black child at my elementary school, right? And my sister was the only black person in the high school, right? So 
They brought me to school before school started, and the principal wanted to talk to me. And my mom told the principal that I was excellent at math. So he placed me in an advanced math class based off what my mother had said, right? So, and mind you, I've always been good at math up until that point. So they put me in a math class uh, with a teacher. It's advanced math. So I was in fourth grade. So it wasn't really advanced math so much as it was fifth or sixth grade math, right? My teacher was named Miss Valentine, okay? So the first day I'm in math with Miss Valentine, it's great. It's fine. Second day, which was a Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, it was a Thursday. It's fine, right? After class, Miss Valentine gave me a letter and she said, I want to give this to your, I want you to give this to your mother. I tried to call, but she didn't answer. So I want you to give this letter to your mom. And then come Monday of next week, you'll be in a new math class, right? So <laughs> I went home and I gave the letter to my mom and my mom opened it. <laughs> I remember my mom was sitting there smoking a cigarette and she's reading it and she's like, oh, I'm going to fuck that bitch up tomorrow, right? <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, right? Um, I don't know about y'all, but when a black mom from the South Side says that, she means that, right? So, so I couldn't sleep. Like, my stomach was, like, turning. And I'm like, oh, please, please, mom. Like, we just moved to Lake Forest. Like, please don't do this, right? So in the morning, my sister drove me to school, and my mom was asleep. So I was just like, oh, she probably forgot about it. Whatever that letter said, she forgot about it. Um, so I get to school. I'm in a homeroom. <laughs> and our homeroom teacher is taking attendance, and my mom came into the classroom with black sunglasses on, black leather coat, black driving gloves, and was like, where the fuck is Miss Valentine, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like in a fourth grade classroom, right? Um, so I started like doing my work, because I was like, I don't know that lady at all, right? Um, so, so my homeroom teacher, is like, ma'am, can I help you? How did you get in the school? Like, who are you, right? So my mom's like, fuck you, I'll find her myself, right? So my mom is going down the hallways, and as we all know, in elementary school classrooms, like, the teacher's names are on the door, right? So she goes to Ms. Valentine's classroom. Like, our whole class is standing and looking at her in the hallway. And she goes, Ms. Valentine, can I talk to you for a second? Ms. Valentine comes out, and I remember hearing Ms. Valentine say, I don't care who you're married to. I'm not going to be intimidated by... And my mom started choking Ms. Valentine, right? And she's slamming her against the lockers. Um, and mind you, at that time, my mom had to be like 34. Ms. Valentine was like 61, okay? Like, this was not fair, right? Um, <laughs> so my mom's choking her and all the kids are screaming and I'm just like, well, it was nice. Lake Forest was nice while it lasted, right? Um... And my mom is just going nuts and she's so mad. And then the principal comes, the police come, they take her. And like, you know, so I'm just like standing there like dumbfounded. Like, I don't know what happened, right? So that was a Thursday. Okay. So that Friday is fine. Monday of the next week, Miss Valentine slipped, hit her head, had an aneurysm and died. <laughs> I went home and I told my mom, mama, Miss Valentine died. And my mom was like, fuck Miss Valentine. I'm glad the bitch is dead, right? And I was like, oh my God, right? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, okay? Are you a murderer? Um, so, so that's fourth grade. So every time, <laughs> right. 
every time I brought up Miss Valentine to my mom, my mom would never tell me what the letter said. She would never say anything. Fine. So junior year of high school, my mom had a manic episode and went to a psychiatric hospital, Highland Park Hospital. Um, surprise. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and it was the first time, like, my parents used to go out of town a lot when I was a kid, like an illegal amount of time out of town, uh, like three weeks, you know? But, like, it was the first time that, like, I knew my mom was going to be gone for this amount of time. So I was just looking through her stuff to kind of see, like, what made her snap, right? And I found the letter from Miss Valentine. Uh, my mother had had it laminated. Uh, that is how fucking crazy she was, right? She went to Staples and had this letter laminated, right? So I'm like, oh my God, I haven't, I haven't thought about this in years and I want to see what this says because my mom never told me. So I used to have the letter, my sister has it now, I used to know it verbatim, but this is tick, like particularly what it said, right? Uh, so I opened the letter, it said, Dear Mrs. T, which is strike one, okay? <laughs> that is, my mom's name is not fucking Miss T. Like, she knows that. Um, she knows my mom's name was Phyllis Clark. Uh, Mr. T is a fake name. Like, she's well aware of that. So, <laughs> dear Mrs. T, strike one. Um, it said, I want to welcome you and your family to Lake Forest. Erica is a joy to have in class, right? So I'm like, okay, what's the problem? The next sentence said... I am recommending that she be moved out of my class into remedial math because I think that she's cheating. <laughs> because there's no way that a kid from an inner city school could be at the same level as the students at Lake Forest. And I think it's unfair that you raise your kids to not be at our level so they just cheat their way to success, right? <laughs> yeah. And she said a lot, a lot of things. And I, I remember reading that letter, right? And I remember thinking that. I was 15 years old when I was a junior. I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking that she didn't just think I was cheating. Like, she thought my whole family was cheating. Like, we didn't work hard enough to be in Lake Forest. Like, you know, my dad had pretty much just won the lottery or something like that. Like, she didn't think of, like, she didn't think that I was truly intelligent. She just thought that the administration had done something to, like, let me slide by because they were impressed about who my dad was, right? And I thought about, like, my whole life I had spent being embarrassed of my parents, right? Like, I was always embarrassed. Like, why can't they just be normal? Like, my dad showed up to my eighth grade graduation with a, a fucking sailor coat on, no shirt on underneath, <laughs> pink spandex and cowboy boots. Like, what the fuck are you, where are you going, right? <laughs> are you in the Navy or are you, I don't know what the fuck, right? So my whole life I was always extremely embarrassed by my parents, right? But like reading that, it made me realize that like a lot of people, even my next door neighbor had wrote something in the Sun-Times, which my dad kept in our foyer of our house and I never understood, where she said something like, you can take the nigger out the projects, but you can't take the projects out of a nigger. And, and I, I thought about all that stuff and I thought about all those math classes I took every single day. And I thought to myself, man, fuck Ms. Valentine. I'm glad that bitch is dead. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Song by Liam Davis. Come on, come close up in here. 
Mrs. T. Welcome to Lake Forest, Illinois. It's such a joy, she said, to have Erica in class with me. I really must say how much I enjoy her company. But, dear Mrs. T, even though I understand your husband's on TV, call it intuition. Our condition is arousing my suspicion as a trained arithmetician. Well, it simply does not compute. She's guessing. She's probably guessing. Maybe she's cheating. Cheating. Fuck Mrs. Valentine. Fuck Mrs. I understand you didn't make it all the way to college like me But really it is simply public knowledge, you see A child from the south side, the outside Is automatically unqualified She can't hang, it's the order of the universe It's yin-yang and so although the way she comes at every problem needs to make it easier to solve them, I live no choice.